Trikarasi Bhattake Jai, Gita Jayanti Ke Jai. So I thought we'd speak something about Gita. I guess today is the celebration of the speaking of the Gita, isn't it? Gita Jayanti. And it calls to mind a verse from the Upanishads in which the Gita is glorified, that probably some of you are familiar with. Uh, a verse found in the Gita Mahatmya book, uh, glorifying the uh, sacred conversation between Arjuna and Krishna. And we are so much uh, benefited by the overflow of which that is. And uh, there, the famous verse, most famous verse in glorification of the Gita goes like this Sarva Upanishado. Gavo Dugdagopalanandana Parto Vatsa Sudhir Bhukta Dugdagitam Ritam Mahat. So it's a very poetic uh, verse and um, insightful. It uh, begins with reference to the Upanishads. The Upanishads, of course, are the later final section of the Vedas, each of the four Vedas has its section of Upanishads, and they deal, Upanishads, with the subject of the self and Brahman, the absolute God. And here I use Brahman uh, in a broad sense, which means Bhagavan and Paramatma as well. Obviously we differentiate between the three faces of the absolute, but in a broader sense also. Brahman can mean Bhagavan and Paramatma as well. So, Brahman is the is the name, if you will, most readily used in the Upanishads for, with reference to, to the absolute. So, the Upanishads then are what the Gita is talking about when uh, Krishna tells Arjuna early in the second chapter, what he says that Trivedya Vishaya, Trivedya Vishaya, Tri. Trigunya, Trigunya, Vishayabheta, Nistrigunya, Babarjuna, Nirvandvanitya, Sattvastodhna, Yoga, Chemat, Bhavan. He has, in this section of the Gita, of course, he has told Arjuna that uh, your resistance to the task at hand is not well-reasoned. You're giving reasons based on the bodily conception of life and you're not the body. So he takes them to the Upanishadic wisdom at the onset of his uh, speech. And having taught him that, he, the nature of the self, in brief, he then focuses on the means to realize that self, which is yoga. So they're following the rest of the, the uh, in the middle of the second chapter, the end of the sixth chapter. Um, Discourse on, on yoga and different types of yoga and so forth, culminating in bhakti yoga. Mm-hmm. And so this verse I cited, Trigunya Vishaya Veda, is uh, uh, one of the verses uh, in this section in which Krishna is trying to in- inspire Arjuna uh, to uh, go to another, another level, so to speak. And he says, the Vedas, Trigunya, deal Vishaya, uh, the, the Vedas deal mostly with the, that which can be attained within the gunas, 
within the modes of nature, within rajas, tamas, and sattva. This is an interesting point because the goal of the Vedas, if we read it, caref- read them carefully, and read the conclusion, uh, which is the Upanishads, if you will, is as Krishna's teaching. Uh, Arjuna at, at the onset of the Gita that uh, you, you're not this body and um, uh, you have a prospect to have relationship with uh, with your source, with the Absolute. Hmm. Um, that would make all relationships based on the body-mind complex pale in comparison. So if that's the message in in, in brief... Of the of the of the Vedas, how can three quarters of it be about something else? About the bodily uh, identification and material acquisition and the pursuit of material relationships and so on and so forth. This is a good example of a term that we uh, invoke from time to time: uh, a preaching strategy. So. It's a <laughs> So, uh, what the Veda does, of course, is to bring humans within her embrace by way of uh, waving a carrot, if you will. If you if you want things, if you're so preoccupied with acquisition, being identified with the body mind complex, then here is a, the best way to get things. Hmm. Uh, to ask God for them or the gods hmm. and uh, so we come within the fold of the Veda and there are many there are sacrifices and prescribed duties uh, for different uh, psychophysiological makeups and so on and so forth and, and this is the whole social religious orientation um, to the to the revelation which ultimately results in what it results in. It, it, it begins with faith in the Veda, and by acting according to its injunctions, we get the results. But we get something more than the result, the thing that we're after. If we make a sacrifice to get a good son or daughter, we get the son or daughter. What else do we get? Yashoda? Yeah, we get the sun. What else? No. We get more faith in the Veda. Maintenance. Because you did a sacrifice, you got the sun. So you have more faith in the Veda. So this faith in the Veda that is more valuable than the sun. Maintenance? Hmm? This is the real um, wealth. Hmm? Because Veda is the way of knowing. Veda means knowledge. It's the way of knowing that which cannot, not, cannot be known otherwise. There are other ways of knowing. We can know with our sentidos, sentidos? senses. We can know with our reason. Razonamiento. We can know with these things. Uh, but we cannot know everything. We cannot know the whole picture, that means. 
And there's a good argument that the Vedas, the Eastern Revelation here, is specifically for, uh, they are for the purpose of giving knowledge that cannot be known otherwise. It's good to emphasize this point sometimes because it means there are other ways to know other things. Hmm? Pretty good. Uh, but if you want things that that, that that the senses cannot know, you cannot know by by empirically or by 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 reason, then you have to go in a different way, not through the senses, not through reason, but by employing the senses and the reason in another discipline, the inward um, pursuit. Hmm? For example, to place bhakti on your senses. But use them in that way. Hmm. Reason about the implications of the scripture and so forth. So, hmm. this is the trick of the Veda. This is the preaching strategy of the Veda. You want things? Come. Veda is not about things and not about thoughts. It's about Lalma, the self, and and the Godhead, hmm. which are beyond things and thoughts. But it offers us things and a system to get them that in the context of getting them brings the Godhead also into the picture. Right? So it's the kind of very basic religious idea. God, give me this. God, give me that. Hmm? But uh, when we, as I say, when we come within the embrace of the Veda, then we develop more faith in the Veda. So we look at it more closely. Hmm? And then we find out it's saying something more. It's not just about how to make the human life happy, a happy one, but how to use the human life to transcend the limits of humanity. Wow. Hmm? So, Trigunya Bisha Veda. He says Vedas are, Vedas are mostly about how to make, how to become a happy human. Hmm? But you should push on to something more, and that is, that is the subject of the Upanishads. As we've often said, the word Upanishad. What does the word Upanishad mean? Anandamai. Upa. Upanishad to sit close. Sit close, so that I can whisper something in your ear. So it's uncommon knowledge. Antinous? Hmm? Uh, you have to come, sit close, you have to inquire from a sadhu, then you can get this kind of knowledge. So it's some confidential knowledge, and it's the knowledge about you that is hidden. Hmm? It's the, the fire hidden within uh, the heart that makes the whole body warm and glow. Hmm. So, this is the subject of the Upanishads, and the Upanishads are also thought within the Eastern Revelation to be the most significant uh, form of the Revelation. It's thought to be compared to the breath of gods, spoken by the god, has no origin, human origin, sounds, of the of, of existence that lead to its its source. 
after the Upanishads, of course, you have texts like the Puranas, like the Mahabharata, hmm, that have a historical, or of a his, more of a historical nature, mytho-historical, hmm? and and uh, and they are a really properly understood a, a retelling of the Upanishadic message in a different form, in the form of stories. Narrative, to make the point of the Upanishad. And Mahabharat, similar, it's an itihas, it's a kind of a quasi-historical, it's a history of of something that uh, of, that transcends time and space. That's a very different kind of history that nonetheless appears within time and space. Um, so the Gita, of course, is found uh, in the Mahabharata. So in one sense, it's would thought we thought to be kind of a secondary uh, text within the Upanishads. The Shruti being the primary. Of course, Jiva Goswami makes a good argument for the 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 uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, and a similar argument could be made for the Gita. That the Gita, the Bhagavatam is found within the Puranas, the Gita is found within the Itihasa, and uh, each of them is of a Shruti nature, of an Upanishadic nature. Why? Because, well, it's obvious with regard to the Gita, isn't it? It's spoken by Krishna. <coughs> So if the Shruti is the breath of God has no human origin and the Gita is spoken by Krishna, then it's sometimes, and appropriately so, referred to, what is another name for Bhagavad Gita? Gita Upanishad. So there's the Katu Upanishad, the Ishu Upanishad, the uh, Gopal Tapani Upanishad, Ram Tapani, Nishringa Tapani Upanishad, and there's the Gita Upanishad. So this is a way of saying, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that the Gita is um, in the class of the Upanishads, and, and, and should we, get, we should give our attention to it. Indeed, it's in the class of the Upanishads, but it's a very classy Upanishad. <laughs> it's very, very uh, digestible mm-hmm. and uh, and delicious, as we'll see as this as this glorification goes on to say. It says. That, with regard to the sacred text, Sarvo Upanishado Gavo, so it's poetic here, saying that the Upanishads are cows. Cows, uh, sounds good, huh? <laughs> We've got cows here, so we we know what the Upanishads are. Hmm. Uh, they uh, they nourish the human society. Cows really. In, in a sense, as I've said other times, uh, civilize uh, humanity by um, being the central uh, and most useful in terms of service to humanity domestic animal. An animal is domesticatable and brings gifts, great gifts for human society, the cow and the bull. With the cow, we can derive milk. With the bull, we can plow the field and we can move from hunting to growing. Better idea. Hmm? You can get more food by growing than by hunting. 
Right? And you leave the realm of the hunters, and it's a different lifestyle altogether. We call it civilized. Mm-hmm. So the cow has a role in civilizing the uh, uh, humanity. Mm-hmm. And she is a great uh, giver. Mm-hmm. Her milk has many uses, and of course, ultimately, the ghee is used in the sacrifice, and so it is said that the Vedic mantras referring to the Upanishads, they're all cows. It's a very esoteric idea. Those are very extraordinary cows. But they're givers. They're givers. They civilize us, they nourish us in the context of being civilized. We may, we may nourish animals, as we were saying the other night, with agyati sukriti, without, agyati sukriti, without them knowing it, we may involve them in Krishna consciousness, but humans, we can get to be knowingly involved and give the full picture and the full uh, fruit of that can be attained in, in human society. So the cows, they nourish us, they, they civilize us, and then they nourish us. So it's for civilized people. For thoughtful people. Hmm? And that's brought out here in the verse, but Sarvo Panishado Gavo. So Upanishads are like uh, cows. They're cows. Hmm? In the way I'm speaking about it. And Dogda Gopalanandana. So if you have a cow, you need a cow herder, right? And here the cow herder is Nanda Gopal. So this is a very nice. Uh, uh, reference to Krishna, the speaker of the Gita, who is Parthasarathy, the chariot driver of Partha, that's the name of Arjun, it, it also comes in this verse, with reference to his mother. And um, there on the, on the battlefield, uh, as the chariot driver, Krishna is uh, involved in more administrative and political uh, affairs, uh, establishing the Dharma, and of course, before the battle starts, he speaks the Upanishadic wisdom of the Gita. And it's, there have, have been times, in uh, even within Hinduism, when it was thought that Krishna of the Gita is different than Krishna of Vrindavan. And we can relate to Krishna of the Gita because he's very truthful. Of course, you have to read the whole Mahabharata. <laughs> he's a little tricky, even in the Mahabharata, right? So, you know, habits formed in youth are difficult to overcome. So, the youthfulness of the, of the, of the misbehaved uh, Krishna in Vrindavan it shows through even at Kurukshetra, as he's advising Arjun in different ways. Say this and say that, and, and say that Ashvatthama is dead. Say Ashvatthama, the elephant, is uh, is dead. So the elephant on the side, right? Pretend to to put instill fear in the heart of who Bhishma or someone, others. Because he was a great warrior on the other side. Anyway, so uh, his 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 
His nature comes out. You cannot separate. But people thought to separate because they could identify more at one point in in history of India with the Upanishadic warrior, statesman, teacher of the Bhagavad Gita than the playboy of, of, of Vrindavan, especially, when was this time? During the British occupation of India and in consideration of Victorian sensibilities. Antendus? Victorian people, uh, Indian, was, uh, British were very prudish. Hmm? And, uh, and they had an influence and they intimidated the, uh, the, the Hindus uh, to a point that, as I say, there were some who began to think the Krishna of the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavatam itself, maybe that's just some, something that has been made up, how you say, interpolated, and it's not one of our original scriptures and, and so forth. And, you know, it, it also does kind of uh, arguably lend itself to some, some abuse. Hmm? Um, high things can, can be like that. Uh, so there was some abuse and misrepresentation of the Bhagavatam also that uh, really uh, got the, uh, the British um, up in arms about it. There was a big court case even in Bombay at one point between the, uh, the British government and the Balabha Sampradaya who also followed the Bhagavatam. As some of the teachers in the name of the Bhagavatam and the Playboy Krishna were uh, playing a little inappropriately, it would seem. So Bhaktivinoda, of course, was in the midst of all this and he came out with uh, the idea of looking at the Bhagavatam as we should through the eyes and through the person and the character and the example of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was absorbed in it and was perfectly, was morally perfect beyond imagination. To the extent that the big and elderly sannyasis, Paramananda Puri, Ramananda Bharati, where were only the deer skin and uh, Keshava Bharati, these big, heavy, heavy renunciates, they were afraid of the young boy Sri Krishna Chaitanya, 24 years old, of his renunciation. His renunciation made them afraid. Hmm? So his moral character was extraordinary. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) And so seeing the Bhagavat in the light of the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how could he be so morally upright and strict more than morally upright, but strict in his his sannyas and renounced and so forth, if the Bhagavatam was all about mundane sensuality. Hmm? He was absorbed in thoughts of Radha and Krishna, but if that was not something spiritual, hmm? how could he be spiritual in terms of example that he set in the world, hmm? the practical example he showed in the world? Antindus. Hmm? So he, in his person, and Mahaprabhu very much taught by his example. Hmm? 
more than by any precept. He didn't write anything except the Shikshastakam. So his by his example, he he he, he stood, he towered like a great golden mountain, pointing to the uh, and, 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 and erupting from within with the nectar of what is the Bhagavatam. Hmm? So you have to give it consideration in light of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his example. And so, no, there isn't a difference between the Krishna in Kurukshetra and the Krishna in Vrindavan. There isn't and there is. It's the same person responding to different devotees. Arjuna is also a friend of Krishna. He loves Krishna in Sakirasa. But he's a Purisambandi. Means that Purisambandi means that he loves He's a metropolitan friend of Krishna. Hmm? Puri means the city. So he's, he lives in the city, a little more sophisticated than the village, less intimacy, a little bit more formality. Hmm? Uh, and, and his sakya, rati, his bhava sakya, is mixed with dasya, also servitude. Sankul. So Krishna is appearing in, in the life of Arjuna and relative to Arjuna's bhava, but it is the same Krishna. And aspects of himself, it's not a different person. And the Vrindavan person is not fanciful and imaginary. So I like this statement here of the Gita uh, Mahatma, Sarva Upanishad Ogavo, the Upanishads are the ca- are cows, and Nanda Gopal, hmm, Krishna, this Krishna, Nanda Gopal, the, 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 the Gopal of Nanda. Nanda is the, was the head of the, the cowherd people in Vrindavan. So, the son, the Gopal, the cowherd of, of Nanda, Nanda's son, Nanda Nandan the joy of Nanda. This is our Krishna of Vrindavan being referenced with regard to the Gita. It's a way, in a sense, uh, of saying that look deeply in the Gita and read very carefully the, the words of Krishna to Arjuna. And there's, if you study it very well, you'll see that it shows a way to Vrindavan, to Shanti Cha, Ramanti Cha. Hmm. It's the doorway hmm. to Vrindavan. It's it's the introduction to to the Gita. It seeks to arrest your intellect spiritually, that you that, that you can now imbibe the heart message of the Bhagavatam. Like I often say, we need to arrest the intellect that we can go into the heart. So, in a sense here, the reference of Krishna, Krishna, so he says, and the cow herder, or the milker of the cow, is Nanda Gopal. It, it's a way, as I say, of saying that if you look carefully at the Gita, it will take you to Vrindavan. So it's so we don't differentiate in that sense between the two. After all, I've given this explanation to some extent in my 
edition of the Gita, Krishna is standing at Kurukshetra hmm, to speak to Arjuna. The question for the learned devotees that comes to mind is, was he ever at Kurukshetra before? Has he ever been there? Krishna standing at Kurukshetra, hmm, speaking to Arjuna. Has he ever been there before? Do you know the Leela of Krishna? Has Krishna ever been to Kurukshetra? You know the answer. What happened at Kurukshetra? Before, before, before the Gita. Gita's coming at the Gita's coming at the end of Krishna Leela. Yes, era un reino, Yes, what was he doing there? He went to Kurukshetra, that is the Rathyatra. Ah, now you remember, right? He went to Kurukshetra and Gopas and Gopis also came there. They had a meeting. Yugal hmm? Milan. There's a temple at Kurukshetra celebrating the meeting of Radha and Krishna there. Hmm? It was a big event. And the Prince Krishna and Prince Ram, Balaram, they went to Kurukshetra and they built a city like like, like the uh, Olympics, the, the, the World's Fair or something. They built a city there. And the cowherd people came in there with their cows and, and uh, buffaloes. Hmm? And then they wanted to get in, of course. Can we come in? I'm Krishna's mother, he should have said. So they called Krishna. Krishna, somebody at the door here, she says she's your mother, Prince, your honor. <laughs> uh, what should we do with her? And, oh, let her come in. Devaki saw Jashoda and she stepped back. She said, you are the real mother. I see, you, you, you see the measure of your affection. And of course he met with his friends and he met with the gopis. Hmm? And, very, and so the whole Yatra Theatra is a celebrating of this meeting of Radha and Krishna where they get so close but they cannot have the union because the in, environment is different. The Jamuna is not there. The Govardhan is not there. They cannot have the Parakya. And if he, she goes to Dwarka, it will be, be no fun. Hmm? So, uh, so Krishna is standing in, in Kurukshetra. He's speaking the Gita. He's going to speak about Dharma. Hmm? But what will Kurukshetra remind him of? Oh, I've been here before. Oh, goodness. Hmm? Now I'm going to speak about Dharma. And as I speak about Dharma, I will have to, by the influence of Kurukshetra and the memory it brings me, the, the stimulus it is, it's like an Udipana, for remembering, oh, I was here, I met Radha, we were close. We, uh, then he will have to speak about Prema Dharma also. Hmm? Prema Dharma. Hmm? That means, or that we mean the love of Vrindavan. So it's there in the Gita. Hmm? It's there, hidden in the Gita. Hmm? 
Krishna says, Tushanti Charamantecha, Vodayantas Parasparam Tushanti Charamantecha. This is in the center of the Gita, in the four essential verses, just at the beginning of the tenth chapter. Hmm? He says, so but the, by following this idea of bhakti, he's talking about bhakti there, hmm? that one can attain tushanti, ramanti, it means samandanuga, kamanuga, it means love like a, like a, like a yeah, dasya, vatsalya, and um, sakya, some uh, tushanticha, and ramanticha. Ramanticha means, ramanti means madhurya. Hmm. So this is just a little example. There are other ways in which it comes out in, in the Gita. And here, the Gita Mahatma's reference to Nanda Gopal describing the Upanishads as the cow and Nanda Gopal as the cow herder. Of course, he is a cow herder. Hmm. And he is uh, milking the cow of the Gita Upanishad, is the point. Hmm. So, Sarvo Upanishado Gavo Dogdugopalanandana. Parta Parto Vatsa Sudhir Bhukta. So we've got the cow. The Upanishad, the Gita is like a cow. The Upanishad is like a cow, I should say. Krishna is the cow herder. And Parto Vatsa, the Vatsa means the calf. The calf is Arjuna. So when you have a cow, then you bring the calf, and the cow lets down the milk, and the cowherd takes the calf when she's first born and push, pushes his, his, her nose up and, and through the teats and so forth. So, um, Or like our system here, we bring the calf, she lets down, we milk out some, and then let the calf take the rest. So, And, and so there's more. So Arjuna is the principal calf here, and he, and he has a big role because he's asking the questions. That's a big, big role, right? It's 50%. One thing is the answer. The other thing is the question. What would be the position of Sukadev if there was no Maharaj Parikshit? He would be Mona. Silent. So the questioner can cause one to break one's silence and speak the meditative sound of silence if you will. Hmm? It's a sound and it's not a sound. Hmm. It's more than sound. So, so, so Arjuna's role is significant. He's the calf and he gets the, uh, the, the, uh, the cow to let down so that the cowherd can uh, milk him out, milk her out. Right? So, we have the cow, we have the cowherd, we have the calf, and Sudhir Bhukta, Pardavatsa Sudhir Bhukta, Dugda Gita Amrita Mahat. Then it comes to us, well, maybe. It says, Sudhir Bhukta, Dugda Gita Amrita Mahat. The milk, then, 
that's left over from the calf, right? That, that, that's the result of this calf and cow coming together with the cow herder, the extra milk that is for... Um, Sudhir means uh, like very intelligent. Sudhir, very uh, sober hmm, person. So it it seeks to depict the the, the nature of the uh, of the sadaka. It's serious business, spiritual life. You want to bring a comprehensive solution to the problems of the world, or the world of of, of problems, the problems that the world is, the problem that the world is. A comprehensive solution, and the winds, even of other uh, lesser remedial measures, that often have their own negative repercussions. In the name of bringing about a solution, we can't be blown over by those. Hmm? We can't be blown over by ba- by by bad karma or by good karma. Hmm? To remain sober. This is this is nishta. This means, uh, how you say, uh, sukritartha, duskritartha. Hmm? Uh, Anarthas coming from good karma, and anarthas coming from bad karma. In nishta, they're out of the way. They cannot affect us when the practice becomes steady. So we are reminded of that here by the word sudhir. So this should be, as I often say, and Mahaprabhu has pointed out as well, the interim goal by attaining this, and it's for downhill from there. So though, so we have the cow, we have the cow herder, we have the calf, and we have the milk. Hmm. that's left. And that milk is for the sudir to be enjoyed hmm. by the, I want to say, like, uh, devotees of fine theistic intelligence who have the kind of sukriti to uh, pursue this very seriously. They are the uh, drinkers, enjoyers of the milk. They're also gitamrita, dugda gitamrita, the, the dugda, the milk, is called gitamrita, the, the the nectar, the deathless nectar of the Gita. Hmm? Amrit means mrit means death. Amrit means deathless, and amrit also means nectar. So it's a it's a very ancient reference to the to the fountain of youth that everyone is looking for. Everyone looking for the fountain of youth for eternality. I said before, I read an article not so long ago about how the, the, all the richest people in the world are spending like anything on the prospect of immortality, hmm? agelessness, stopping the, the, the dying process by through scientific uh, uh, technological developments. Hmm. A, <laughs> they don't believe in God, but they sure want to live for. Well, maybe some of them may, but probably not. Uh, so, uh, they want to live forever. Hmm? Hmm. They, they believe that there's a possibility of immortality. So, Columbus came 
from Hispania, or was it? Yeah, or was he Italian? It was actually Italian. Anyway, he was looking for the fountain of youth. He went to Latin America. Close, but <laughs> he came to North America too, I guess. Uh, didn't, didn't find it here either. But uh, this is the Gita. Gita is the fountain of youth. It is the Gita Amrita. The, the, the milk, the dogda of the Gita is immortal nectar to be enjoyed forever, relished and drunk by the Sudhir and Mahat. Hmm? Saintly people who are take the spiritual practice very seriously. So there's an audience for the Gita and it's, it's not everyone. Hmm? But that should not uh, deter the few who have heard its uh, clarion call. Hmm? We shouldn't expect, as Prabhupada used to give an example, that the diamond store will have a lot of customers. It may be all month only sell one and make a big profit for the month. Hmm? Whereas the Walmart, and there's a lot of jewelry shoppers there. <laughs> and they're looking for volume. So, the real gem, then there will be fewer customers. So we shouldn't be deterred by the fact that, that the whole world is not getting on board, even as we try to bring them on. And that, largely for the sake of cementing our own position in the uh, in, in, in standing in the teachings of the Gita and the Bhagavatam, because that's what it's about, about giving, right? Upanishads are a cow. If we drink the milk and are nourished by that, then it's natural that we would become givers as well. So we, we try to give. That is the position of the of the Vaishnav, and that causes uh, what we've got to grow. That's the magic of life. Hmm? You have something... You try to give deep spiritual substance like the Gita. You try to give it to others, and this understanding will grow in you. That's why Prabhupada, in a simple way, used to say that chanting solidifies hearing. What we've heard, when we hear it coming out of our own mouth, we think, hmm, I think they, I, I do know that. Yeah, I do believe that. And so it, 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 it's, it's, it uh, serves to make, make firm those things ideas um, that have been placed in our heart through from our guru and from hearing shastras and so forth and so on. So so we try to get, we don't, we don't, our, our spiritual uh, standing is not dependent upon others taking it up, but to some extent it is dependent on us offering it through our example in, in, in the least, as I say. If you want to enter into the uh, uh, the, uh, into rasananda to taste rasa, you had to pass through compassion. How are the Vaishnavas described? Bancha kalpa turubhyascha, kripasandubhyevacha. So, there are ocean of, 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 of giving, of compassion. Hmm. The Goswamis, see what they did. Hmm. Yeah. They took from all the scriptures in a concise way, presented the essence of them in the form of bhakti, and lokanam hitakarano, with a hitakarano, with a, for the with a compassionate heart for the world, they gave this uh, bhakti shastras, mm. brihat bhagavatam, right? Uh, mm.
Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Satsandarbha. This is a great gift. And we are the recipients of this, the Gargita commentaries, the commentaries of Baladev, Vishwanath, and successive commentators in the, in, in the lineage. This is really the wealth for all of us, and, and we are so nourished by it. How can we not naturally feel to share that with others, be, be moved to, to do so, to talk about it with others, and to answer the questions, and so forth. So, so this way, some glorification of the Gita. Um, Gita Jayanti, Gita Jayanti, Gita Jayanti. Any question? Yes. Um, Krishna is speaking about Vrindavan in the Gita. Does Arjun have a form in Vrindavan? That's a good question. Uh, and um, the answer is that Arjun understood the Gita very well. And in one sense, then, yes. He became curious about that. Hmm. What to do? Hmm. So, there is a Puranic answer uh, to the question and a uh, story in which Krishna turned Arjuna into a gopi, Arjuniya. Hmm. He was called Arjuniya and showed him the Braj. Leela, from the vantage point of the gopis, for a short period of time. Hmm? So, his curiosity hmm, and his, I think, the gi, your question, your answers lead to this. <laughs> Something like that, you can say. Hmm? Yes, see it, experience it. Of course, he's Arjun, so hmm, he stays as Arjun, right? But he's Temporarily Arjuniya. So, in that sense, yes. But there's another sense as well, and I do refer to it in my commentary at the end of the Gita. Um, in the Gita, we find that Krishna is the speaker and Arjuna is the questioner. And the Gita is what makes the Mahabharata really, really worth reading. It's one, one section in the Mahabharata. And in Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is one section that is analogous to the Gita, and that is the conversation between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Ramananda Roy. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, right? And he said, Ramananda Roy is Arjun. He said, the father of Arjun, Babananda Roy, is Maharaj Pandu. And the five sons are the of 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 Babananda Roy are the Pandavas, and uh, I see Arjun in Ramananda, and he was special amongst the uh, the sons of Babananda Roy, as Krishna is amongst the Pandavas, and so um, in this sense, looking at it in this way, we have a reversal of roles because in the in the Ramananda Samvad, the conversation between Ramananda Roy and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
the cowherd appearing as a Brahmin, he asks the questions. And Arjuna appearing as Ramananda gives the answers. So Krishna is testing Arjuna. Did you understand the Gita? In Gorlila. Oh, Arjuna has come again. Hmm? Let me see if he understood the Gita. Or he heard the Gita. Maybe he understood something even I didn't know was there, even though I spoke it. So Ramananda asks, or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asks questions, and Ramananda gives the answers. So it's a reverse. Intendus? In the Gita, Arjuna asks, and Krishna gives the answers. In Ramananda Sambhad, Krishna asks, Gaur asks, and Arjuna, Ramananda gives the answers. And we can see that Arjuna understood it pretty well, pretty deeply. Hmm? And he replies, he says, well, you know, uh, Krishna says, what's the, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asks essentially, what is the goal of life and how to attain it? He says, well, there's uh, something called Varnashram. We could start there. And that's how the Gita starts, with an advocacy of Varnashram, right? And then the dismissing of that on the part of Krishna, Hmm? who wants to take him above the Varnashram and the Karma Mark to Gyan, ultimately, really to Bhakti, or to Bhakti, which is the highest Gyan or knowledge. Hmm? So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, I don't think that's such a good idea. Okay, then what about Gyan? Gyan mixed with Bhakti. What about Bhakti? Hmm, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Well, it's Chantaras. Dasura, Satsak, Sakya, Batsalya, Madhurya. Keep going. Ramananda keeps taking it higher and higher as a student becomes, proves himself to be more and more eligible. Hmm? Um, sometimes the teacher will answer by asking. Hmm? I think, just like in Bhagavatam, after the hellish planets were described, or the fact that there are, there's a re- system of reward and punishment in the world is described. In the Bhagavatam, Raj Parikshit says, how can we save people from any kind of suffering in the world? Hmm? And Sukadeva says, well, we could do Varnashram. And, and Parikshit says, I don't think that's such a good idea. Okay, we could do Gyan. And then for different reasons, Parikshit Mars says, I'm not sure that's good either. And then Sukadeva is satisfied. Okay, we're getting somewhere. You're understanding. Right. That's what I've been saying all along. Okay, I was just testing you. And I said, by bhakti. When the sun comes up of its own accord, the day can be brightened in a way that it never could be by our own effort. Indeed, our own effort might burn the city down. And so... Bhakti is naturally rising and descending of her own accord, and if she comes into our life, then this is a comprehensive solution of the problem. No hell, hmm? no suffering for devotees, no kleshagni, no asmita, no ankar, all these. This is, this is what suffering is described as envy, hmm? uh, delusion, hmm? egotism ending of these things. So, 
So there you have Arjun. What happened? So? So, so, so in some ways you have Arjun. He understood the Braj Bhakti. And he became the, the, the teacher. The, the, the Ragmar, he's the Ragmarg Guru. So we have many gurus. He's the Ragmarg Guru. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how many gurus did he have? How many? Seven? Seven? He had, <laughs> he, he had Ishwar Puri. Right? He was his Diksha Guru. He had uh, Keshava Bharati as his Sanyas Guru. He has a Ramananda as a Siksha Guru. He considered Sarvabhoma a, a Siksha Guru <laughs> who taught him Vedanta. <laughs> uh, that's four. What were the other three? Anyway, he had a few Gurus. Hmm? He had a few Gurus. Bhagavatam says in the 11th Canto, not by one Guru alone. Hmm? So, it invites us to a plurality of, of Gurus. But did Mahabrabhu ask Ishvara Puri's permission to listen to Ramananda? He said, Kiba Bipra, Kiba Nasi, Ye Krishna Tattva Se Guru Hoy. This is Mahabrabhu. How many gurus he had? As many as knew about Krishna. They are my guru. He said, hmm? Whether they're Kiba Bipra, whether they're a Brahman, Kiba Bipra, Kiba Nasi, Shudra Kenenoy, or they're a Sudra. If they know about Krishna, then they're my guru. Hmm? This is his vision. Whoever can tell me that the truth about the Krishna, that is my teacher. Oh, he had so many. Hmm? And Ramananda taught him. When he was going to the south, Sarvabhama said, you will go, you're independent. We don't want you to go, but we honor your independence. And by the way, when you go, there's somebody you've got to meet. I knew this guy, but I could never understand him. But now that I know, have understood from you about Bhakti Rasa, now I know what he was about, and you and him are going to get along really well. So you've got to meet Ramananda Roy. It's the, really the whole purpose of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's um, going south. He went to South India after coming to Puri for two years, he traveled, he preached. But the highlight in the whole thing, of course, is the meeting of Ramananda. There he learned so much in terms of what he came to the world to experience. Hmm? Ramananda, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the end, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, with the force of, of, of Baba and, and internal life that has arisen out of Kirtan, the Ankur, the Prem Ankur, the sprout of Prem, Chaitanya Bhagavad teaches, comes from this chanting, the kirtan. So as this sprouted in the form of Baba, then he, he became um, in, in, incapacitated in terms of being a public figure. It was so intense. And he was kept, kept himself in the company of Ramananda and um, Surup Damodar. And Krishnadas writes that when he felt separation from Krishna in the mood of Radha, Surup Damodar would sing appropriate verses to pacify him. Hmm? And this is the, this, they were the doctors for his diseased condition of, of bhava. Hmm? 
And and when he was feeling like Krishna separating from Radha, then Ramananda would speak to him just like Subal. He said that Sarup uh, uh, Damana would speak to him just like Lalita in Krishna Lila, Lita Gopi, and Ramananda would speak to him just like Subal, Krishna's friend, pacify him. Hmm? So Ramananda had some. Uh, Arjun in that incarnation in Gorlila, in a a very nice way, he was there. He was uh, very beautiful way, able to taste the the higher, the the deepest secrets of Bhagavad Gita. He's also compared himself to uh, um, Ramananda, different gopis, but in our parivarts we tend to see him identified with Vishaka, who was born on the same day as Radha. So the idea is she knows very well what, what Radha is about and can help Krishna in his pursuit of her bhava. So he was in good hands. Radha hmm? receded to the background, and who is Radha? That her bhava could be shared through these two who knew it very well and served it. They're tadbhav, itcha. This is their kind of Madhurya Rasa, uh, Lalita Vishaka. They are strong. They are, they are qualified enough to have their own relationship with Krishna and their own handmaidens, but out of deference to to Radha, they subordinate themselves to her, mm-hmm. and um, so they 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 seek to experience Madhurya Rasa primarily by connecting with the bhava of Radha rather than directly with Krishna. Because Krishna's Radha is most connected to Krishna. So by connection with her, we can come closer, in a sense. We can please Krishna more than we could our, our, ourselves directly in union with him. So they have that uh, drift, that side. That side, of course, is very extreme in the manjaris. Even if Krishna says, hey, why don't you come over here? And, no, get out. I have my mistress, and uh, I'm dedicated only to her service. Lita, Vishaka, they're a little different in that regard. But uh, at any rate, they know the bhava of Radha. That's what they're about. They're Madhurya's tadbhav. So, rather than some bogue, so... This is a nice way of saying that, yes, Arjuna understood uh, the essence of the Gita, if as much as the essence is bringing us to to Braj Bhakti. that help? What else? Um, can we say, is it safe to say that Bhakti is inherent in the Shastra? Bhakti is... 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 is uh, Inherent in the Shastra, yes. What is the Shastra? That's that's a, a giver. Bhakti gives herself through the medium of the of the Shastra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's said the devotee. It is said the devotee is um, bestows bhakti, mm-hmm. and the devotee is a living embodiment of the scripture. When 
Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur compared the kirtan to a printing press, excuse me, the, the printing press to a f- f- extended form of kirtan, and he called it a big drum, Brihatmardanga. Then the um, he also named his, called the sannyasis, Jivantamardanga, living drums. So what does Krishnadas say in Chaitanya Charitamrita? How will you taste bhakti rasa? He says, you need two things. The book Bhagavatam and the person Bhagavatam. The person who embodies the teaching of the book, the theory, exemplifies it. And he is the giver of bhakti. And what is he giving? He's giving what's in the Shastra. Hmm? So, by connection, yes. Yes. Yes, nice picture. Then, my question is, this is still a form from Krishna, or that we have other forms? But is the, the, what is the form of mass parasita a Dios, a Krishna, and in the other? Sí, nice. Which is like the closest form of connected to different pictures? Closest to to the real Krishna, to it. And bring that one. Do you like that one? That's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Sri Krishna Balaram ki jai. Gornatananda ki jai. Radha Madhava ki jai. Go Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai, Go Premanandi.